I'm like, we've been rolling, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I'll intro it then. Please. Yeah. Well, welcome to the Razor Rowdy Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Nikki T, and I'm Kurt Ozon. Yeah. And we have a special guest today, Mr. Jameson Rogers. Cheers. Just took a sip cheers, of beer. I'm sorry. Yeah. Delicious yeah. beer. We are. Uh, cheers, boy. Cheers. Yeah. There's a cold clink, cheers. Clink, clink. Yeah. Clink. We are uh, all sampling different beers. I have a bush light. I'm Jameson. drinking a, a, as my mom would say, a Yang Lang. Yeah, good Pennsylvania beer right there. True. And <laughs> JMO has a Miller Light. You know, I figured Miller Light was kind of the theme of the cold beer. Yeah. Calling my name video. So I, I probably need to stick with that theme, you know, for a little while. Yeah. You know, yeah. Maybe I'm, they'll give me a deal. You man, know. come on. Ashlyn, yeah. Ashlyn got that Budweiser sponsorship. That is, that's you know? pretty cool. I yeah. saw that. I was like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> she was over here today hanging out with her, uh, her pup. Does anyone have a Bush Light sponsor? Is anybody sponsored by Bush? I hope to be that person one it's day. Gotta be I mean, no artist, <laughs> no artist that's been sponsored by them yet. I haven't seen I it. I think Matt Stell is. Maybe is I should go that for that or yeah. Natty Light or something. I don't know. Jama, maybe we can do like a combo Ray's Rowdy, Jameson Rogers, Bush Light deal. And we'll make Jameson Rogers Bush Light Ray's Rowdy t-shirts. I think it sounds like a great Love idea. that. <laughs> I would buy one for yeah. sure. Love that. Love uh, that. Well, man, I know we were... Before I had Kurt as a co-host, which I'm super excited about, yeah, uh, we had talked about doing a green room podcast uh, when you were going to be at Jurgles in Pittsburgh. Yep. When uh, was that supposed? Was that supposed I to think be it was like March? Yeah, last spring. God yeah, almighty. maybe April. It was like right when stuff got canceled. Dude. Yeah. That well, seems like it. Literally seems like a lifetime ago. I mean, it kind of feels like it. <laughs> yeah. Man. It was. Uh, it was tough. Like, so I had all cool stuff lined up yeah. you know and then yeah. one by one they all pushed back and one by one those all canceled and didn't did i dream this or did jurgles close no they're still open what closed there was a club that that was on that tour that closed i don't know i'll think of it later but yeah, yeah there's, there's a lot open. of a lot of places are closed. yeah fortunately it's tough man yeah that's why like so we did that uh big loud takeover of our writers round yeah rowdy on the row which we're gonna have to make you play sometime for sure yeah for sure <laughs> But uh, when we did that, we donated all the T-shirt sales to save our stages. Love that. Yeah, so we we collected twenty one hundred dollars worth of twenty five bucks at a time from all the folks there to uh, to give that to some stages that need some help, which That's is awesome. awesome. I'm doing yeah. a show in April, not announced yet, but uh, it'll be in here in town. It's it's for a uh, for the music venue Alliance Nashville. So heck yeah, be, for for venues like Exit In that are. You know, close to getting Struggling. close. So, yeah. yeah. Are you playing full band or acoustic? Or? I think it's going to be acoustic with several other artists. Heck yeah. Oh, killer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to be buying some tickets to that then. Bring it. No doubt. Yeah, bring it on. <laughs> Just uh, send us like a picture of a <clears throat> raccoon and we'll know that we should be on the lookout for a ticket link. You got it. Like yeah. The, the got Batman it. signal, but it's yeah. a bush light. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a bu- <laughs> it's a bush light and a raccoon <laughs> side by side. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the Ray's Rowdy Bat single. Yeah. <laughs> but man, you have uh, had a good year through the quarantine, I would say. Yeah, it, it was <laughs> it was weird. I felt like I was the only one one of the only people that like won twenty twenty. It yeah. was uh felt kind of guilty about it, but it's a good year to win. Yeah, it's what's weird. Like Kurt, no, I mean I was I was with Kurt on tour for a whole year in nineteen, and right, it was, you know, it was I didn't have anything on the radio really. Um, and the last show we played last March, it, some girls wasn't even in the top forty. Yeah, and so the next show we play. You know, cold beer could be top be, twenty or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like weird to have like last show. Like I've never played a show with a hit, much less a hit and a half. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's a. Uh, I can't wait to see what that's like. Man, I'm excited for it too. Uh, you know, I, during quarantines when I kind of got the Ray's Rowdy Radio Show rolling, I started and I had all these great plans of going to shows and stuff, and then I got stuck in my one bedroom apartment and yeah. made a radio show there for a year. 
till Damn. I got to move down here. You That's know? awesome, man. It was That's cool. Awesome. I, I had a lot of time to learn. I, I still don't really know what I'm doing, but like Same. figuring it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we were talking about. I mean, it's you took an idea and now you've like made it a big deal, dude. It's crazy. Yeah. I keep tricking people into thinking it's a big deal, and it's working pretty good so far. Hey, yeah. It's a big deal. It's a but, big deal. But, man, that's uh, that's what it's about. I feel like my grind in, with Ray's Rowdy is similar to, like, an artist trying to make it. Yeah. Right? I'm not writing songs, but I'm writing articles. Yeah. And, you know, instead yeah. of instead of talking to radio folks, I'm the radio folk talking to other people. You know? Yeah, I mean, you're a creator. Yeah, you know? you're, content. Yeah. Content creator. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> content cult. Kurt now is just a... <laughs> I mean, you know, he's just coattail. Riders. Just a liability. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Liability. <laughs> liability. No for doubt. sure. It's funny. I was uh, talking to the program director in Pittsburgh, and he was like, I was talking about Kurt, and, you know, he's the co-host on the yeah. podcast now on the radio show. And I was, he was like, I was like, yeah, he's a really good photographer. He's like, I can tell by all of the amazing photos that you're now posting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's super cool to just be down here and just be in this world. You Dude, know? I remember I can... Didn't you start photography on the road on that tour? Yeah, on the Beer Broke My Heart tour. From yeah, for Bergman, sure. like you mm-hmm. were, you were just che- there was a photographer on the tour, Dave Bergman, Bergman, and you, he was just following Bergman around all day. <laughs> like, so what do you what do you do with this? How do you do? How do you do this? How do you do that? I mean, and then a few months later, I'm I'm literally paying him <laughs> for photos of my set every night. Yeah, just yeah like, and your engagement. Congrats and to yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I yeah, forgot about that. Yeah. yeah, it seems like a while ago. It does. It's wild. Damn. I remember seeing those photos and, you know, Kurt posting about it, and I was like, dude, that's amazing. <laughs> I was like, but you trusted Kurt to not say anything. I know. Yeah, which is a big trust thing. Were you nervous? Were yeah, you, a little bit. I was nervous about messing up the photos. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to fuck this up. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I feel like I'd be weird not to be a little nervous Yeah, absolutely. That, you know what I mean? Yeah. How did you get her there? Without her knowing her, did she know? Oh my god, this is such a dude. So I, I got my manager to send her an email, and I was like, you know, I I want her to think it. It's kind of a little shitty, but I was like, it's gonna be a. It worked though. It's gonna be a documentary, you know the. And I had to make up something. I was like, the Opry's kind of doing this uh, documentary through the Bluebird. They want some, you know, some some singer songwriters that they've never had before. And so she was, she was pumped. I mean, she was like, yeah, I'm in, I'm in. So I tried to not, I tried to downplay it as much as possible. That way it's not a letdown when she walks in and it's not an actual documentary. Yeah. But she still had to like get dressed up. She's not she had to get sweat. dressed up and I told her it was going to be on camera. So she had her makeup done and, uh, which was true. It and was the, on right, and when she pulls up, <laughs> it was on a camera. <laughs> she pulls up in the parking lot early, like 20, 30 minutes early. And, uh, my manager had sent her a list of questions. Like he, we tried to make it as legit as possible. <laughs> so she would never, you know, sniff anything out. So she's out in the parking lot in her car, reading these questions, like studying. And I'm just like, God, I feel so bad. <laughs> but so good though. At the same yeah. time, it's yeah. such a funny feeling. Yeah. And when she walked in, if I could have changed one thing, but I don't, there's no way I could have avoided it. It's just been like, don't wear a mask. But yeah. how, how she would have, yeah. she would have known something was up then. What's part of the history of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, for better, a, for worse, I guess. Yeah. yeah, statement in time of how mm. that yeah. ended up being. You know, COVID engagement. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You'll tell your kids like in like thirty years, and they'll be like, "What? What's that? Crazy." <laughs> Hopefully, or they'll still have. Oh, they'll be masks. wearing masks. Yeah. <laughs> oh <suits>. God! <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> I remember at the beginning of quarantine, I was making like memes, making fun of it when I thought it was going to be two weeks. Yeah, and then I was like, "Oh, I guess I should probably stop doing this. This is more serious than." I certainly made fun of it. I'm not yeah. going to lie. My dad came up to Nashville in February last year because I bought my first house, and he came up to see it, and he was like, man, this COVID, it's coming. It's coming. And I was like, no freaking way, Dad. He was like, man, people in Batesville, Mississippi, in my hometown, he's like, people in Batesville are already wearing masks. And I was like, Dad, it's from the flu. It was for the flu. That's why they're wearing masks. And he was like, oh, yeah, you're probably right. But then, I mean, he was all he was he was just preaching. He said, "It's coming, it's coming, it's coming." And I totally made fun of him. Dads are always right, and yeah, yeah. I remember we were in Europe when it was like we were in Germany, and it was like in China, and then it was like moving west as we were moving west with our tour. Oh yeah, it was kind of like we had. It was like we were in Germany, and it was in China, and then we were like in Amsterdam, and then like Germany got hit bad. It was like we kind of just missed it. Yeah. So, 
I mean, like I said earlier, like I haven't had it yet, but I, I probably have when we were over there. There's a couple days where I'm like, I feel kind of jet lagged and I would just like take it easy and not like do anything. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know if I've had it or not either. I definitely had it. You yeah. Did? In September. Really? Yeah. I had about two weeks. Um, but I'm through it now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. You guys just got to get your shots. That's right. Have you had yours? No, but yeah. I want. Are you going to pour them right now? I'm or? ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for it. Uh, whenever I'm on, up on the list, I'm down to have one. For I'm sure. down to get it too. Yeah. yeah. Same. Yeah. I mean, but the good news is you had a freaking cool year. So. Yeah. Yeah. Your first song to radio, right? Yeah. When did you sign your record deal? Like, when was that official? I signed it uh, right before that Luke tour. So yeah. it was like. Uh, end of 18, yep. but early 19, yeah. So then your EP was on the record label, your, your th- that most recent EP? It wasn't, but they... they like uh, serviced it or yeah, bought yeah, it out. Yeah, or they bought it out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It happened to Luke's too. Yeah. yeah. So you had that. It was in the can. Mm-hmm. You came to the table with that. Yep. They bought that out. You know, of course, those songs from there, and then you went back in and... Recorded a couple more tracks. Is that kind of oh, how it yeah. went? I mean, I've I've recorded a bunch of new tracks, but only a couple of them have come out so far. But, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, was the first one group in the country? Is that? Yeah, that was the first one that came out after yeah. the EP, and then such thing, a great song. I love you. that one, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate. You know, it's a funny story with that one. I don't really, I don't smoke much, and so we were on a writing retreat, and uh, my buddy Jake Mitchell, who I write with a ton, Jake's uh, fantastic. Yeah. We were at this cabin, and he was like, hit this, hit this joint, Jameson. You know, you just have to know Jake. He's such, yeah. a, he's such a stoner and hippie. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we were on, I was like, whatever. I mean, I'll, I'll smoke a little bit. And so I smoked, and I, I mean, I just don't, I haven't smoked in forever. And so, you know. Since the beer never broke my heart tour. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. This was pre that. This yeah. was before that. And so uh, I walked back in, picked the guitar up, and I just started playing that. That that progression, I just like I grew up in a country. No idea. I had never had it in my phone. Nothing. So I was like, man, smoke some more. Yeah, oh, yeah divine intervention. <laughs> <laughs> Probably that like thing where it's like you got to be at that right level. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. We were pumping that through your Bluetooth speaker Saturday night. And Nick's yep. house had a party. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Heck yeah, dude. Yeah, we were yeah. all tore up. Just that's one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I love that one, and I played that. That was, like, right when kind of, like, the radio started. I know you didn't, like, release it as, like, a radio single or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, I get to play. We get to yeah. play whatever we want, kind of. Heck, so yeah. I was playing that one, and then loved it. I love the the theme behind it, and that melody is fantastic. No, I appreciate yeah. it, man. Yeah. I appreciate it. What a it. hook. Thanks for yeah. playing it, man. Absolutely, man. Big fan of that one. And then you got the first radio single. Yeah. So how did that come to be? Like, did you guys have any say, or like, was it like a team effort? You mean for cold beer? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. For, oh, for uh, some girls. Yeah. Um, it just seemed like at the time that song just had more m- momentum than any other any yeah. other songs at the time. It just like as soon as we put that song out, it was like you know what crowds we were playing for were singing it every yeah. word, and so I was like, God, this is it's. And it was a funny story with that song. Like I almost didn't get it. I almost because I didn't write some girl. Yeah. Uh, Hardy and Jake and CJ wrote that song, and so I, uh, man, I had to, I had to fight for that one. It, it was weird, like I'd had the demo on my phone for, I'd say at least a year or two, and uh, I just always had told them because we all came up together, and yeah, you know, you share demos mm-hmm. when you're coming up together, and I was just like, man, if nobody ever cuts a song, I'll do it. Yeah, and so no one wanted it at the time, right? And so I go in and cut it. Well, after I cut it. It was like all of a sudden, you know, artist A wants it, artist B wants it. And I was like, gosh, damn, are y'all kidding me? <laughs> yeah, are we allowed to know who that is? I don't no. know. I Redacted. Don't know. Redacted. <laughs> and so, you know, it was a it was a little bit of a, a, not a mess. It was just kind of a, it was just a weird position for me. Because, I, you know, I, obviously I wanted the song. It right. was like, I, he, I, I knew what it was. I knew it was a hit. Too, yeah, yeah, and I'd already cut yeah. it. And, you know, I felt bad because at the time, Hardy, I mean, this was, you got to think of a time before Hardy had a hit. It was right. like Hardy had barely had a cut at the time. And so, you know, when so-and-so artist is like, man, I want to cut this. Maybe I might want to cut this. I don't know. But, you know, is it is it gone or not? And anyway, I ended up getting to keep it. So it was all good. And it became a number one. And it was all, Hell it's yeah. all fine. But uh, that song's just had a, a crazy journey. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of cool that, 
like it's you know kind of weird but kind of cool that your first number one was one that someone else cut yeah and then your other first number one <laughs> yeah no. was one that you cut from your buddies you know i know it's kind of cool. funny yeah yeah and you're, like, aren't you featured on a hardy track also yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, on the hicks tape mm-hmm. having a brain brain fart uh my kind of living yeah 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 man that was a crazy crazy project yeah i know i know i think he, i mean he might be doing another one i think uh i think i got a cut on the next one so knock on yeah. wood let's go for it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well um it was it, it's cool seeing you on that project and how they released that with like everyone's faces and everyone was oh, trying know. to guess who they were i know, know? the, the cool. cartoon characters or whatever yeah the marketing on that was awesome yeah, yeah. it was good stuff mm-hmm. yeah but, um so then i know quarantine you got to write a lot more songs oh yeah so that's uh let's yeah, talk was, about that a little bit. Yeah, I was looking at it. I was actually having to kind of go through and and go through the songs that I've turned in to, to the publisher or whatever and I think it, it was around 110 <laughs> since since uh whenever quarantine started last year, you know, which isn't people wrote more songs than that. That's not I'm not I didn't say that to be like I wrote yeah. this many songs cuz I promise you like Ashley Gorley or somebody wrote 300 songs in the last year. It's like but it's a lot for me. I mean, yeah. I, Kurt knows how busy we, we usually yeah. are, and so I usually write, I, I mean, when we're touring like that, you only get to write 20 or 30 songs a year. You yeah. know what I mean? So uh, That's wild. 100, 100 songs is a lot for me right now. Here I am, like, playing video games on my couch. <laughs> <laughs> sure you are, Kurt. Yeah. <laughs> In between all the photography sessions and having yeah. to do this stuff with I us. I guess I've been doing some steel stuff or whatever, but yeah. yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I know you're sitting on some good stuff. Oh yeah. I can't, man. I've I've got I've got an EP coming out in April. Heck yeah. yeah so All right, let's uh, go, dude. Do you know the title of the EP yet or not yet? It I'm I, it's like we've been talking about it. I'll yeah. know for sure by the end of this week. Yeah. I know what it is, but I hate to be like, it's this and then, yeah. and then it's that. not that. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. happens every freaking time that I But do the that. EP's done, you got the tracks picked out. Oh yeah. Oh, that's awesome, yeah. man. Is there yeah. anything we would know? Is it all brand new stuff? Uh, cold beer and some girls are on it, but it's got five new ones along yeah. with those. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I can tell you're already proud of it just by oh, looking dude, at your dude. face. I'll play. I'll play y'all some after the after the Come podcast. On. Okay. Yeah. Secret yeah. stuff. Yeah. Put us in demo jail. Yeah. Let's I do will. it. I will. Yeah. <laughs> it's my favorite. <laughs> but, man, yeah, it's a uh, it's crazy time. You know, everybody did their quarantine a little bit different, right? But for a guy like you that was a songwriter first, yeah. you know, and had success, you know, you had a number one songwriting yeah. and yeah. other cuts, and your buddies are all having success too. Um it was kind of cool to have that moment where you got to hang out with your new fiance. It was. More. Yeah. And I got to write with like artists like yeah. that, that were just in town that I'm normally, we're always in different cities. You know what I mean? So did you get along with like the zoom right thing or were you? Yeah, I did some, I mean, I've done a lot of zooms. I mean, zoom is, I don't know. It, it's, uh, it's fine. Like, I mean, it's not, I don't, I don't hate like, it. Some, some people, some people it, yeah. are totally against it. And I definitely prefer to write in person but yeah, yeah, i sure. mean it's kind of convenient sometimes you know what i mean yeah. who's your publishing through uh combustion yeah awesome combustion music yeah. yeah uh i love them man they have uh Corey kent that yeah kurt mm-hmm. got to be out on the road with yeah when he was out with flatland mm-hmm. big fan oh yeah 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 so we should like write sometime you know well <laughs> uh, maybe yeah <laughs> i'll check with uh my uh, uh i'll get back to you yeah <laughs> Combs ain't got you out riding yet. I just don't have time for him these days. I'm hanging out with you. <laughs> oh my god, he's in Montana right now. Yeah, I know. I was. I'm up, my phone must have been off when he was saying. Yeah, saying. I was. I was sad about it for about five minutes, but got yeah, over that's it. That's true. Well, you're here with us in Nick's living room sure. now, so that's even awesome. better. Yeah, the content cave. Yeah, we're, we're getting it done. <laughs> or dining room, whatever you want to call it. You know, I love it. Well, Charlie's great. making it sound good, like we're in a studio. Thank you, Charlie. Appreciate you, brother. Charlie. <laughs> the art in the bathroom is phenomenal. Yeah, we just put that up during my birthday. Kurt, phenomenal. as part of my birthday gift, provided me those magical paintings. So yeah. now when you take a pee, it has Kurt kind of staring at you. Love that. So, <laughs> so for some context that people are listening, I had a photographer mailed me a literal box of photos of myself because he couldn't <laughs> choose which photo to send me. So he sent me like, like a dozen photos like printed on canvas of me, like from the shows. 
Like I'm not gonna hang up, dude. Don't Maybe. lie. Don't when you when you open it up. <laughs> all right, I printed them all myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, when I open this box, I'm like, what am I gonna do with t- like twelve photos of myself? Like, I love myself, but not that much. <laughs> so like, I just gave a bunch out. I gave a couple to Nick and to Brett and like some other friends of mine. And so now that some are living in Nick's bathroom. Yeah, there's one that we're like the one that we put as the feature. Right above the bathroom is the one where you're like kind of staring down, you know. I didn't. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. That's yep. nice. Yep, you're you're ripping on guitar and kind of staring down, just like judging <laughs> slightly, you know. <laughs> and Jake's there too, making a weird face. Jake's there oh making a weird God. face. <laughs> oh, Jake, man, I miss Jake. Oh, Bop, 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 Bop. But man, yeah. So you were. I remember uh, we got to see you on that. I think it was a Froggy radio tour. Uh, when you were on that boat. Oh my God. Remember that? <laughs> I do remember that. And uh, you were like, I was like hanging out and you were like, what are you doing here? I'm I know. Like, I live in Pittsburgh, man. I know. I was not expecting to see you there, man. Yeah. That was, <laughs> man, you getting put in some weird, like not weird, just like some random places playing radio shows sometimes, yeah. man. It's, it is crazy. On the Gateway Clipper, man. Yeah. That's a, that's an iconic Pittsburgh thing. Yeah, I think it's like a rite of passage. Right? Yeah, well, yeah. it's like the Gateway Clipper and like the Incline and like Permani sandwiches are what yeah. Pittsburgh's known for. But I mean, a lot of up and coming artists play yeah. that boat, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, they have like Riley played on a boat. Yeah, and, you know, you played on one. Yeah, I think uh, Chris Lane played on it like when he was coming up. Yeah, it's like one of the spots if they don't have like a bar that wants to host it that they'll have it on that. That's so funny, man. which is crazy. Yeah. But it's kind of cool too, like between sets or before you can be up and like you're cruising yeah. down the river. You know? Yeah, yeah. You're it's trapped with all the fans. That's <laughs> true. That, that's another thing. Like you can't go anywhere. You know what I mean? The green room is the top deck. You know, <laughs> so if it's raining, you're out of luck. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all have done y'all have done some cruises, haven't you, Kurt? Like, yeah, we did one that, with Luke. Has that gotten weird at all? Um, when we did it, Luke wasn't like as big as he is now. Yeah, but it was awesome. Yeah. Like it was with Six Man, I think is the name of the cruise line, and uh, Luke's manager Cappy used to work for them, and like they hooked it up. Like got to bring my girlfriend. We had our own room. We had a balcony, so it was like to the room next to mine was Tyler and his girlfriend, and then uh, it was me and Colleen, my girlfriend, and then Rob had the other one. So it'd be like three in the morning. We'd like pop our heads out in the balcony, like who's up? And Rob's like, I'm <laughs> up. Like he's got a bottle. Let's go over there. And, like we'd all <laughs> hang out. It was fun, man. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I had so much FOMO when that was happening. Oh, my God. It was Just, awesome. like, being a fan and, like, all the fans are, like, hanging out with everyone. I was like, ah! <laughs> I was like, I wish I had a bunch of money so I could do fun stuff. True. It was so cool because, like, there's all these, like, other bands are playing, like, Brantley, and, like, we toured them, so their crew is great. He's great. Michael Ray, he's great. Like, all these people, like, in all their bands and their crew that we're all friends with, so we were just hanging out on this boat all the time. Mm-hmm. So. Was it weird that you went from Michael Ray's band to Luke and then you were just around them? Um, this isn't really a podcast about me per se, but no, it wasn't. It was cool. Yeah, it, it was fun. It was fine, man. It was fun. Cool. Um, way to way to avoid that one. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, so I know we talked, and you. It sounds like some later year booking for some shows. Oh yeah, man. It sounds like it sounds like once I'd say at least when for sure when July hits. I'll be gone probably forever. Like yeah. I was saying, you know what I mean? It'll, I mean, it'll just having to make up for, for lost time. I'll probably be playing shows on Monday and Tuesday nights, you know, but yep. which is fine with me. Yeah. I'm, I, I was telling somebody this morning, I just can't wait to be tired again yeah. on the road. You know what I mean? I, I yeah. to, you know, you, you bitch about that stuff when you're on the road and doing it, you know, mm-hmm. five thirty at the airport, you know, you're going to do something that's maybe not as fun as other things. And, you know, you just complain about it a lot, but never again, never again. I will never complain again. I miss catering. I do too. I miss Klug. I miss Klug. <laughs> yeah, working out. I miss Klug. Uh, I miss looking at my phone in the green room for no reason, just for like hours doing nothing because there's nothing else to do. I know. I miss coming side stage and watching y'all and yeah. throwing stuff at you. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be back soon. It's I mean. A few months, I I would say, right? June, July. Gosh, I hope I so. I think man. so. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Is festival season gonna happen? You think? What do you think? I think it has a good chance. Good shot. I mean, especially because it's outside. I mean, even yeah. if it's not. But I don't know. It would be weird if it's not at least like seventy five percent capacity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just know there's gonna be some like festival in Florida or something. That's just oh, it, Tortuga no, yeah. is just going to be wild. Yeah. Well, Tortuga's in fall now. They moved it back. You w- used to be like the start of festival season. Yeah. Right. They bumped it 
just again, I guess, to hoping the fall. that everything would be done, right? And so I think by oh, then, oh, dude, by the fall, we're gonna be rolling. Yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be doing good. So yeah, but you're you're talking about like being busy like every day once it's back, but like everyone else is gonna be busy also. So yeah. who's gonna be playing shows? There's only like a finite amount of venues, right? There's yeah. enough, man, and they're starving too. Right. So if there's if an artist is willing to come up and play a Monday night or a Tuesday night, yeah, specifically like club shows and stuff, those clubs are going to be hungry for it. Oh, man. yeah, absolutely. They're going to want those doors full every night, you know? Oh, well, yeah, I get it. And I think it, you think you probably could fill yeah. them because people are just starving to go out. Oh, you know man. What I mean? People are just going to go like a concert every single yeah. day in their yeah. town. Dude, yeah, that's we call that the Rage Rowdy life, but yeah. everybody is going to be living that yeah. life, man. Oh, no, you're just going to be so you're going to be packing in 2 years worth of concerts in 3 month window, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Got all that uh stimulus money, you better keep some of that to buy these concerts. <laughs> True, yeah. Pay yeah. for parking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I had concerts I was you know, going to go to that as just as a fan that got canceled too, so yeah, like, already, like all my shows. Yes. Yeah, yeah. All the Jameson well, shows around. We'll the be there in April, so okay. Yeah. Where's eight? Where am I playing in April? At the Exit Inn. Is that where it is? Well, it's no, not, no, it's no, not no. at the Exit. Yeah. Is it Bridgestone? <laughs> yeah, I'm packing. Solo I'm, I'm packing out the Bridgestone. Solo, Solo acoustic. One percent capacity. <laughs> <laughs> Sold out. Sold yeah. out. Hell Sold yes. out show. <laughs> 200 people cap. Yeah. <laughs> it bridged out. <laughs> it's, uh, man, I just, I'm just so ready. It's crazy because, like, so some shows, you know, in the Southeast and stuff are coming back. And, yeah. uh, I'm, my weekends as a man of country music and as just being running Ray's Rowdy are usually full of that stuff. So now I'm starting you- to get those back. I'm going to see Hardy in Rome. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, I'm going down to a festival called Creek Fest in uh, Talladega. So it's like two weekends in a row. It's concerts, you know, and that's yeah. normal for me. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm, ha- I'm happy that artists are going to get back on the road. You'll be able to get your team back on the road. I know, man. That's a, that's a big thing, too, that people forget about, you know, is you have a bunch of people whose livelihoods rely on you playing a bunch of shows. I know, yeah. You know, so it's. It's not just feeding your family, but it's feeding a bunch of families. Absolutely, you know? dude. And that I mean that being able to to provide for them is like, I don't know. It's a it's a cool thing, you know. Yeah. It's a I don't know. It's just cool to have that uh responsibility, I guess. Yeah. It's, it's <clears throat> I was going to say it's like funny you sign up to like I like I want to write songs and sing. Yeah. And then at some point you're you know doing marketing for yourself and you're a boss and you're doing all <laughs> yeah. these like crazy other jobs that you wouldn't think that yeah. you have to do. But like as an artist, you wear so many hats. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It, I've, yeah. I've had moments where it's just like, man, it almost doesn't even feel like it's about music anymore. It's like, damn, I gotta, you know, I gotta come up with a good Instagram post, and, <laughs> you know, tick, I gotta come mm-hmm. figure out how to do TikTok. Man, and like, yeah. Same. I don't know. How you to know what I mean? That. It's like, I'm, I don't know. Hopefully, I'm like the last generation that can kind of squeak, squeak by without having to be a master at TikTok. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, you're already on the radio, so that's a good start. Yeah, I but, hope so. Yeah. Um, Even if it's just Ray's Rowdy Radio. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, not TikTok Radio. Well, I don't think we could have got him to number one by ourselves with our one spin a week, you know? That's true. Yeah. That's true. Not with that that's attitude. True. Yeah. <laughs> this next song is also by Jameson Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Mark would cancel our show real quick if we did that. No doubt. <laughs> Be like, this one is by Jameson Rogers. Funny enough. Yeah. <laughs> this one's also. We just have JMO liners playing between every song. We yeah. even talk. <laughs> yeah, we're like JMO Combs Hardy. Yeah. And then JMO Combs Hardy. Yeah. <laughs> There's definitely some fans out there that would just be in for it for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think I remember someone telling me if they could play Luke Combs every other song yeah. on the radio, their ratings would be better. They're like, I can't do that. Yeah. But my ratings would be fantastic. Well, let's see. If for, yeah. for a one stretch, when we were on that tour, it seemed like every time I got in a vehicle, yeah. I, it was Combs singing on the radio. I was like, oh, my God, this is insane. Yeah. It's a it's a beautiful thing, man. It's the, the power of country music. And yeah. That, there's all numbers behind that stuff, you know. Oh, yeah. Song, this song does well. This song doesn't do well, you know. But it's when it works, it works. And yeah. It's cool to see it work. You, you got pretty lucky, man. You got that guy singing on this new radio <laughs> single with you. Well, the reason I asked him to get on it is, and he probably don't want me to say this, but 
he, you know, he's going through some financial issues. And, <laughs> uh, he he needed a little bump in his bank account, and so I threw him on here. Kind of a pity. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Well, yeah. if you want to throw me on as a pity, you know, <laughs> yeah, Kurt is available for Dobro sessions yeah. as well. Hell yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that, we're gonna have you guys play a song. Yeah, at the yeah. end of this to uh, to fancy up the podcast. I might right. throw. I, I told Kurt one song, but I might make him play another one just to see how good. See if he see if he's been practicing like like he says he has. I I just want to see if he's still. I've never heard you play live before, so I mean this will be interesting. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I think Jameson Rogers is the person I've heard play the most ever. I think you're the like the artist I've seen live like absolutely Probably the so. most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think I've watched your set for literally <laughs> the entirety of 2019 every single time while I was photographing it. That is true. Like, unless I had like parents or family there, we're still watching the set, but I'm just not like in the in the pit. I'm so just, you like, knew all seats. of my knew all of my tricks mm-hmm. and what I was gonna say. And yeah, the Jameson point. Oh yeah, the point. Uh, the point is the, the classic. What were some other ones? Oh, when you, were, you put your arm around <laughs> Flo and he had that mustache <laughs> and you'd always point as mustache, whatever. Oh man, and that was such a good tour. That was. Oh my dude. gosh, that I'm was gonna awesome. be. It's gonna. I, I hope I can still do all that cool stuff. I guess that was cool stuff. I hope I can just do, not look like an idiot on stage. Yeah, and you're <laughs> gonna have people like your songs more because they know you it's better true. now, which it's is true. gonna be great. Yeah, there's something like so fun about like playing for an artist and doing radio shows and like the single comes out and when they're not like a huge act, um, and then you hear people sing the song a little bit more every night over the course of yeah. fifty uh, weeks yeah. or however long the songs on the radio. But you're yeah. kind of missing that because there's you did get to see me from like because that I'd never played an arena so I you know when we played in Birmingham first arena show and then all the way to Nashville when we played at the end of the year I mean that was I think it was like sixty sixty something arenas I feel like you guys were on a three day run kicked it off in Birmingham yeah yeah, yeah. I remember so, that. and I was absolutely terrified I was just gonna ask you that was gonna be my next question were you more like terrified to play your first arena show or propose to your fiance? <laughs> uh, I mean, I gotta say, Sarah. I mean, come on. You, you know, know she's gonna say yes. Come on. I know that is true. Well, I don't know. I mean, there's always a little right. Bit. You know, course. there's always like, man. What if she's like? What if she's been on the fence for a while and like she just, just like, like jumps off her. the fence? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, the 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 first arena show was different. It wasn't just an arena. It was like the first show after I signed my record deal. And literally every employee from Sony was in the pit. Wow. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, cool. I cannot mess this up. <laughs> Did you? No. I don't think so. No, you killed it. I mean, that that the show went by like, I mean, I can't even remember the show really. It was I was just trying not to forget words and not fall off the catwalk. Yeah, the catwalk. Yeah. Which I almost sure. did in Wichita. I don't know if you were taking pictures that night, but I legit almost fell off. It's so funny, like, you ever drive somewhere in your car, and you just get there, and you're like, I don't remember driving at all. You're just in your head the whole yeah, time. Yeah. yeah. I am that way with shows sometimes. Yeah, I am too. I am too. Like, you play the show, and that's good, because it's like, you know what you're, like, you know your songs, and like, you know the lyrics, and you're at a, a level where you can perform, you know, at a high level without, like, freaking out or being too nervous about it the whole time. But I have I had shows like that where, like, I just kind of blocked out for like an hour and a half and just played an arena show. You know, it's like, <laughs> I don't know if that's good or if that's bad. Like, I, I didn't play bad, but like, should I be paying more attention to myself? I've, or I've done, I've definitely gone a set and been like, dude, I legit do not remember playing Midnight Daydream. Or like, <laughs> or like you know, yeah, it's, it's not weird. Like, it's not like you're mailing it in. It's just yeah. that like, your brain is going. Yeah. Who knows where it's going? You're yeah. running on muscle memory. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. when you do it every night, dude, yeah. and in your routine like that tour, yeah. it was like, yeah, just muscle memory. I know, like some some acts like purposefully change the set like every night. Yeah. Um. Are you? Is that something you guys did or? No. We we which you know. I mean, we stayed. It was pretty much the same. We yeah. we might have changed it up for the tours. Yeah. I feel like we did one one set for the spring tour and a different set for the fall. Um. But I'm from the idea like there's got to be like some order of the songs that is the best. Of course. Yeah. You know, so um, especially when you're a newer act, it's not like you have all these albums to choose from. You know, right. it's not like FGL where like, hey, we don't want to play Sundays today, even though it's like huge smash number one because it just doesn't mm-hmm. fit in the set. You know, it's like 
you know, you you have to play what you have, your cuts, and you want to play your singles and these yeah. other fun songs. But I mean, it's all. I mean, I feel like the band needs to be com- comfortable. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's one thing. To, I mean, it's it. Everyone needs to be a little uncomfortable. You yeah. know what yeah. I mean? It, you don't need to just be going through the motions. But I think there's something good about everyone knowing what's going to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. And you guys had all your transitions down pat yeah. too. It's yeah, not yeah, like yeah. you had like a lot of rehearsal time on the road. You have forty five minute sound check every day. Yeah. yeah. That's probably the pe- what people don't think about. Like transitions <clears throat> are like you really have to put a lot of thought into transitions. Because right. it you can look silly. If oh, it's, it's if it's worst. like if there's like a huge pause in between every song. And eighteen thousand people are just staring yeah, at you. Yeah, I mean you it's just like <laughs> and you and you have to talk in between each song. It's like the worst. You know what I mean? So it's like People, most people probably don't even think about that. Yeah, it's like those mm-hmm. little stories. And they don't realize about. the flow of the show. They just realize this is a good show. They don't realize like the transitions that a lot if you of do thought it, into It's them. like if, if you, you do, do it right. right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, the less they notice that, the more you did it right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's kind of cool to think about. Because again, like coming from a fan perspective like yeah. mine, like that's not something that crosses my mind. I know when it sounds great. I know when it sounds flawless, yep. right? And I've even been where you hear the same story multiple times because like, we're watching acts oftentimes on the same tour multiple times. So you'll hear the same little tidbits, but yeah. sometimes they're a little different too. Yeah. You know, sometimes they'll, they'll find something that works a little better or they'll try something different. So it's, it's cool to see those different little pieces. Yeah. I feel like y'all went through a little phase, like when we started the fall tour where y'all were wanting to tweak and like, mm-hmm. and it was like, I remember <laughs> Luke being like, man, we're not doing that anymore. That's just not the fans aren't digging it. Yeah, well, it was like, you want to be able to go out and, you know, like Luke's the quarterback, right? Yeah. So if he wants to call an audible, he should be able to do that, right? Like, right. hey, I want to play Sheriff randomly yeah. for some reason. But then he doesn't just grab his guitar and say, follow me, guys, yeah. you know, here we go. Well, it's like, you got to tell the the guitar tech so they know yeah. what guitar to bring out. Especially you know, somebody like you, because you play five uh, different yeah, I'm like instruments and I play mandolin tonight yeah. or whatever. <laughs> then you got to tell the lighting guys and the front of the house guy has to know, like, because he he doesn't <laughs> know. Lot, if, yeah. yeah, then he has like my steel out front, but I'm not playing steel on dobro, so you, it's like one, <laughs> two, three. Oh, and there's nothing, you know, like so it's like, and then you try to play it on the dobro and it's messed up. Yeah, and yeah. Well, I would never mess up, but yeah, that's what you're saying. <laughs> but like when you're at that level, like all these things have to be communicated. So yeah. what we ended up doing is we kind of had like a core set in each spot there was like an audible section where Luke could be like, Hey, we're going to play, you know, without you or dear today, like, I'm, yeah. you know, or whatever, you know, so it's just yeah, little yeah, spots. Yeah. And then Luke would tell whoever and they would tell everyone. And then the lighting crew would know, yeah. Oh, turn the lights on, you know? Yeah. I remember a uh, driver mm-hmm. did an interview where he talked about Eric and he's like, mm-hmm. Eric just turns back to us and tells us what we're playing next. Yep. That was Man. sort of Luke's inspiration. <laughs> yeah. For that chaos, kind of thing, you but. know, like to think about that is just like in my head is chaos, right? Like mm-hmm. anything at any moment we could play. Right. Like that's just, you, you got to be on it. Right. You couldn't have four beers, you know, <laughs> you got to be like a hundred percent. Especially, on it. I mean, they play for God, like three, four hours. Too. Yeah. I mean, it's Yeah. Who were some of your biggest inspirations growing up, be it country or not? Yeah, growing up, uh, when I was a kid, man, I mean, 90s country, I loved Garth. Garth was like, yeah, probably my idol when I was a kid. And uh, loved Travis Tritt, uh, Alan Jackson. But I mean, also, like, I've played baseball for forever, and so the stuff they would play at, like, baseball games, like... uh, Mellencamp and yeah. you know that Rock like stuff. like Credence and yeah. you know that Eagles like that yeah. kind of stuff I love that kind of stuff too um so how, yeah it, how many Eagles records do you have I have all of them you have all of them yeah you're not well missing. I had every I had every okay. one of them okay. I had every one of them and then yeah a girl named Bethany kept on the I'm just kidding Dang. <laughs> well, you can just I've, I've, I've been waiting for somebody to be like Name every Eagles record. Yeah. And I'm, no, I'm like, not going to ask you that. Uh, yeah. And then I'm like, you poser. <laughs> the greatest hits one. Yeah. Uh, Hotel California. Uh, Desperado. And that's it. Uh, they only did three records. If the Eagles were out today, they would be country music for sure. Absolutely. 100%. No doubt. Yeah. 100%. I mean, that was country music. For yeah. Sure. They had banjo and steel guitar and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. yeah. I got to go to an Eagles show with my dad. Um, which, like, my dad's a country music fan, right? And yeah. So the Eagles was one of the bands that he absolutely loved. So I got to 
spend that time with him. My dad was like, these are $150 tickets. So we were up high, you know? And he's like, damn, Nick, we paid $150 for these. I'm like, yeah, dad, those ones were 350. He's like, I'll sit up here. Man. Yeah. <laughs> was uh, Vince playing with him? Or? It wasn't at that time. Okay. Yeah. It was the one before, I think. Yeah. Uh, I want to see that show. Dude. How great. cool do you think Vince like feels like he's got to be like one of the coolest dudes ever. You get the yeah. call and you're like, Hey dude, you want to be in the Eagles? <laughs> How cool do the Eagles feel? They're like, we get to play with Vince Gill. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, man. That's unreal. Uh, as Kurt knows, because I gave him one of bandanas, I just bought a package of Vince Gill merch that oh, like, yeah? someone had collected. And it was like two bandanas, a sticker <laughs> from his fan club, an awesome keychain. Mug. I, got a, I got a beautiful water cup that I've been using. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and I'm all from like the 90s. I'm like, this stuff's amazing. Yeah. So, if you, Nick, have you always just been just a mega country music fan? Honestly, like, my – growing up, I wasn't, like, hardcore, right? Yeah. Like, um, so, like, my dad had 90s country around all the time. So, yeah, he, yeah. Worked, he worked shift work um, at a glass factory, and so there were four boys living in the house. So, he had to drown us out when he was sleeping at random times during the day. Yeah. So, literally, he had one of those, like, square alarm clock radios literally next to his head blasting 90s country <laughs> trying to drown us out you know so i had country music in my life the whole time yeah and then he would play stuff like he was a big conway twitty george jones guy yeah, and that's how my Eagles. dad was yeah my dad liked that baby making country you yeah know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it was around but i would say at that time when i was like in my teenage years it was more like a song that i would go to yep as opposed to like really knowing all of the yeah. artists music yeah. and like albums and stuff because i was listening to it on the radio Mostly. But then when I got out of college, in college, I started like really getting into it. But then when I got out of college and got into like the concert scene, mm-hmm. that's when I just like fell in love. That's when it went to the next yeah. level. Yeah. Because in, in the North, I mean, I'm from Pittsburgh, right? Yeah. So there's country folks up there, but it wasn't like country music was that prevalent back then. It wasn't as mainstream either culturally. Mm-hmm. I feel like it probably was down in the South, but up in the North, it wasn't. Right. So, like, you almost had to not tell your friends you liked country music. Got it. And then when I got to college, you didn't have to do that anymore. You could like whatever you wanted to like. Yeah. You know, and no one was judging you or anything like that. So, and I remember then, like living in Boston when Bro Country came out. Yeah. And like, then like two years later, it finally made it up north. And I had to learn like a <laughs> Luke Bryan song, like to play a wedding or something. Yeah. And it was like Country Girl Shape for me. I was like, this is country music? This is, it's like rocking, you know? It's like... Yeah. Well, that was like that Al Dean, Luke Bryan, yeah. all of that country was like, yeah, there was Brantley Gilbert, heavy mm. undertones of rock. Yeah, for sure. Even still to this day, there's a lot of heavy undertones of rock in country music. Totally. Yeah, even in Jameson stuff, too. Yeah, yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I try to... That's kind of intentional. You know, I love that. I mean, I just love that. When I get in my truck, I'm, you know... I had hold on loosely, just blaring on the way here. Yeah, with the weather's money today in Nashville, so you know beautiful. it's like I had the windows rolled down, and I was like, "What's a perfect song?" No, that ain't it. I'm thinking of that's Randy Hauser. What am I thinking of? Uh, that Randy Hauser intro sounds a lot like ACDC. It does. Yeah. It does. It sounds like uh, what Highway to Hell. Yeah, yeah. Good tune though. But man, that's like so. I grew up on grunge music. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and then, yeah, like yeah. my brothers were 15 and 13 years older than me. So they had very eclectic. Like I, I loved the police when I was a kid. We listened to a lot of like Stevie Nicks and, you know, Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. My mom kind of listened to R&B. So I had that in my world. Got it. But Got it. my dad was country music. Whenever we were in the car, my mom wasn't in there 100 percent of the time. It was country <laughs> music. I remember the Conway Twitty tapes he had. You know what I mean? We listened yeah. to the same Conway songs over and over again. Conway. God bless God. You want a man with slow hands. And the song about uh, a father's love, man. Oh, yeah. I remember that's the first song that gave me chills. That's my job. Yep. That song. First song that gave me chills was that song. Yeah. Like, as a kid, I remember, like, the hairs on my arm standing up and being like, whoa. Yeah. yeah. That's this the goal. music stuff's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people have had that moment, like, yeah. where you're, like, kind of like a casual, a young person, like, casually listening to like whatever's popular and then you kind of like hear something that that does make the hair on the back of your neck stand up and you kind of like have this moment like this is definitely something i've never felt before like yeah with music yeah Yeah, and then from there you start 
saying, I want that to happen again. Yeah. How do I get that? That drug. That song might yeah. not do it again after that. Yeah. Maybe it's just that first time it did it to you, you know? So like, you're like, what else can I find to make this, you yeah. know, the hair stand up on the back of my neck? And as a writer and singer, that's the goal. You yeah, want no every song you want people to absolutely to get the chills, you know. And I think country music, in in terms of lyrically, does that better than any other genre, yeah, right? I feel I like agree. any music can do that with maybe, you know, the the chords or something like that. But I feel like country, if you're paying attention to the words more than any other genre, can make you just like fall into that moment. Absolutely, and that's why I think I love it so much. There's definitely some like rock music that I love. I have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> like uh, that band Tool. I'm like, what yeah. is this guy? I love their music. I yeah. don't know, but like country says, it's like so like relatable. Yeah. It just like I think it just gets its staying power. Yeah, it's yeah. it's funny too because like you'll hear some country bands that are on the rock inside, and some of the songs are sparse lyrically. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, and that's like the rock side of it, and then yeah. other songs by those same artists are very deep lyrically, and that's the country side of it. You know, so it's. But again, like my heart lives the deepest in the songs that, you know, mean something. The Me songs too. where you, where you, when you listen to them and you really listen, not only do they have a great melody that drew you in, not only do they have, you know, a sound or yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that makes you want to listen to it. But then you're like, oh man, yeah, you know, this I is just, talking. Yeah, I just like music it makes me feel something. Dude, you know too. what I mean? That I mean, what no matter what genre, it's, mm-hmm. I was yep. listening to a. Kevin Gates song today. I have no idea why. It was a song that it's an old song. I literally have no idea what the song is talking about, but it just made me feel something. You yeah, know yeah I, mean? I love that. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea. It's great to hear hear that. And I mean, just coming from a musical fan, it's cool to get a little bit of insight into what makes some of my favorite artists. Yeah, what music made them who they are. Yeah, know? absolutely. I mean, church. We were talking about church earlier. Yeah. I mean, I. I mean, I just. I mean, I've studied his albums like like no other artist. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think a lot of artists today have done that with Church. And for Kurt, sure. Kurt's like one of the ones like, I just don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, I, <laughs> I can see I, the way he's looking at me. I'm just, I, just, I can no, just I like sense. Eric, yeah, I can I've just seen him live. Is like, it, it makes more sense. But yeah. like, yeah. I was like late coming into the, the country music. So yeah, it wasn't, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. So it was yeah. like, yeah, um, when when church was doing it, and honestly, like that is, if I had to say a common theme of males mm-hmm. that I've interviewed, it's Eric Church got me really into wanting to make country. Absolutely, music. not just listen to it, but like wanting to make. He did me music. for sure, man. And Luke, yeah, Luke yeah, too, and Ray. Yeah. and Ray, yep, yeah, and not just that. Like Corey Kent was another one, you yeah, know, that had like very same similar thing. He's like, that's one of the guys. He was like, yeah. That's the guy that wasn't in the Texas scene that like made him really yep. like love country music. So like guys that are like your age, mm-hmm. I think that is a big crop of them. They heard those Eric Church songs and they were like, "Oh dang!" Yeah, Old, older generation. Yeah, old guys. Yeah, yeah. I'm probably ten years older than you. Yeah, I'm, I'm 33. <laughs> Same. Uh, not ten. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I got you guys both beat. Don't worry. Yeah. So. But we're definitely gonna see like new artists coming up that are like. They're gonna be JMO fans. Yeah, and like, they're like there's dudes that are like already, like that are like 20 years old that are like, I I moved to Nashville because of Luke Combs or whatever. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's mind blowing. McCoy Moore. McCoy was. That's who I was thinking about. Yeah, when, you in, know, when I said that in the Luke Combs fan club, and now he's in town writing freaking good songs, dude, that's, man. That's and, just and crazy, doing an artist man. thing. That's crazy. Yeah, it's nuts to think about. But it is. I'm sure it was nuts for Eric Church to think about when it was happening. Yeah. You know, Luke, yeah, yeah, and other, you know, every, yeah. like everybody. You I mean, know? you know how it is. you have to keep your head down. Yeah. You know what I mean, and work. So yeah. I mean, you're not really thinking about songs you put out years ago that people. You know what I mean? It's like I don't know. It's just wild to think about. Yes, the power of music, yeah, and I'm sure cool. you'll have people like proposing at your songs or yeah. all sorts of tattoos, maybe or crazy things, and probably to Colby or calling my name. I could see a lot of I proposals see, yeah. to that one. Yeah, yeah. dude, absolutely. I would propose to that, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> to the Merle light can? Yeah, to the push light can. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, what are uh, some, do you have any like wow moments that you've experienced on the road or like anything like that where like someone had a crazy tattoo or something? Hmm. Or any fun tour of? pranks or anything? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about the tour pranks this morning because my manager called me and was like, Wait, do we, do we want to do this show in Omaha? And every time I think of Omaha now, I think of tour pranks. Because that's where, God. <laughs> oh, man, what a nightmare of a night for me. <laughs> yeah, right, dude. Yeah, right. 
So we were in Omaha. This was the end of the spring tour on the Combs tour. And uh, no one, everyone acted like all day. Cause I was like, I was all about some pranks that day. I was like, man, I'm, you know, I want, I want to prank these guys. Every headliner does this, by the way. And every, yeah. every time I, I would bring it up in catering that day, it was just like crickets. I was just like, and it was almost like they didn't want to do a prank. It was like almost. So they want to prank and not get pranked. That's yeah. how it always is. Headliners so are always like, like no, Dang. we don't do that here. And then you go on your bus and there's like 10 million cups of water or some <laughs> crazy. Yeah. <laughs> And so I was like, man, maybe, maybe, maybe it won't be any pranks tonight. I don't know. But anyway, I was nervous because I had never been on a tour like that. And I was like, man, I don't, it's going to be 15,000 people in this place. And so I, I talked my band. I was like, let's take two or three shots before we get on stage just to be loose and ready. And if they come up there and mess with us, we won't even care. That was a mistake. <laughs> that was a mistake. And it backfired <laughs> real bad because we played the first song. And here comes. I can't remember who it was. It was somebody in the in the band and with a shot for everybody. Oh, all right. And I was like, all right, that was nothing, dude. One shot. Play the second song and here they come again with another shot. Oh no. And so oh, we're yeah. we were already three shots in before yeah. this. Third song. Here comes another shot. Oh no. And I'm not not just it was a different kind of liquor. Like one the last one was Jaeger and it, it literally I it took all I had. Not to gag in front of fifteen thousand, <laughs> but it was like you know Jack and vodka and tequila. Ugh. I mean, it was all of the above mixed, and so brutal. I ended up taking too many, probably ten shots in thirty minutes. Five, four, three, two, one, two minutes. Yeah, yeah. That was with Lenko, right? Was it yeah, the with first Lenko. Yeah. yeah, and so it was. And then the next night was in Red Rocks, and so the altitude with the hangover was just a freaking brutal day. I was at that show, man. We traveled oh, yeah. out there for it. Yeah, that was my bucket list event for that. That was year. one of the worst hangovers of my <laughs> life. Well, you we sounded great. Whew. I slept all day. There you <laughs> go. Yeah, man, that was a. I remember when I think I forget. I think I was hanging with you and Jake like before, and I was like, "Hey, if you guys ever book a Red Rock show, uh, like just like again, send me the the yeah. rowdy signal. Send me the bush light can and the." And the raccoon, mm-hmm. and let me know so that I can be on the lookout for it. And they just both looked at each other, and I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> they didn't say anything, and they were like, "Uh, yeah, uh, yeah." Oh my god! I was like, Come on. Yeah. So speaking of bucket list venues, since you brought it up, yeah. what's what's your bucket list venue, dude? We got. I mean, we got to play. I got to play three. Let's see. Red Rocks was one. Bridgestone here in Nashville was was one. My home, like I call it, my hometown arena, the one in Tupelo. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just where I grew up going to shows. I mean, the only the only bucket list venue I haven't played uh, so far is Madison Square Garden. That's yeah. a big one for sure. Yeah, I've got I've played you the, Opry. the Opry. Right? I've done yeah. the Opry. Yeah. I've done the Ryman. Have you played at the Gorge? Yeah, I've done the I've done that festival. I haven't played at the side stage, but yeah. call it the Gorge. Yeah. Um, Mine's Fenway. I'm Fenway. just putting. I want to play Fenway so Fenway bad. Fenway would be sick, and, and yeah. I'm sure that'll happen. And Wrigley, dude. Wrigley would be oh, wild. Yeah. That'd be crazy. Have you been to Fenway? Oh yeah. Yeah. I used to live in Fenway. Oh okay. Yeah. For like seven years, I lived in Boston. Like I lived like in the neighborhood Fenway. Yeah. Wow. That'd be super cool. Yeah. <clears throat> um. How about any artists that you haven't wrote with, or any writers that you haven't wrote with that you are like on your list that are still alive? Hmm. I mean, church for sure. If I yeah. if I wrote a church, it would I would just go back home and coach baseball. Um, <laughs> You're like, all right, we we made it, guys. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah that's it. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, Garth would be cool. I mean, God, sit in a room with Garth and write a song. That'd be sick. Um, Ask him where the bodies are. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I have a funny Garth story. So, me and Travis Denning and Cassie Ashton were part of this. Uh, the CMA program uh, in 2019 mm-hmm. called the CMA Kickstart program, whatever. And like part of that program, it was a, it was a several different things, but at the end of the program, we got to meet and hang out with Garth. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm nervous all day about it. And, you know, we, we have all these other guest speakers come in and talk to us. And at the end of the day, we go in this, in this room, just like this. And Garth is just sitting in there and I'm shook, dude. I mean, it's freaking oh Garth. God. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I wasn't like, Travis would, he would say I was shook for sure. 
And I was, dude. I mean, it's just like Were you more than than Denning was? Or Oh yeah. Okay. Travis and Cassie, Cassie, I mean, they did they acted like it was just like a like it could have been right. one of us. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was just like, what are y'all like it was nobody? And I'm just like, dude, this is this is one of the biggest artists of all genres ever. Right. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. And so I mean, I, it was fine, but at the end of it, he was like, All right, y'all get your phones out. Get your phones out. And I thought he was going to be like, you know, we can take a picture or whatever. And he's like, put my number in there. Put my number in your phone. Get out of here. And he was like, if you ever need anything, literally anything, you call me. And I was like, this is not his Let's phone get Garth number. on the podcast I was like, right this now. Is, I was like, this is not his phone number at all. <laughs> and so I'm laying in bed that night. My phone lights up. Garth Brooks. No. Like, like, like a text message. And it's like, Garth Brooks. And I was like, no freaking way, dude. <laughs> I opened it up and he was like, uh, James, man, so good to meet you. You know, seriously, if you ever need anything, please reach out. All right. And so I wait, you know, I waited a couple months. Yeah. And I was in Stillwater, Oklahoma, where he went to college. Yeah. And we had a day off. And me and Flo, my guitar player, went to the, to a bar. And it just so happened to be the bar that he, it, it has like a plaque on the wall or something that was like, this is where Garth Brooks played his very first show ever. And so I was, you know, we were in there playing pool and drinking. Mm-hmm. I'd had about six beers, and I was like, I'm about to text Garth. <laughs> no way. And Flo, like, try, he had to talk me into it. I was like, dude, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm about to drunk text Garth. How many times <laughs> did you, like, reread and spell check your oh, text? Oh, a million. <laughs> and I sent it, and he ghosted me. Never got a response. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> I remember sitting next to Luke one time, and he looked at his phone, and Eric Church had texted him. Damn. And, and he was like, he was like, dude, check this out. I was like, bro. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, one of the best memes we ever made on Ray's Rowdy was the one where Eric won Entertainer and Luke's just like so know, happy. Yeah. yeah. That meme was one of the most shared memes we yeah, ever had, you know? That's just like such a true moment of like, he was up for the award, but the guy that he loves the most won it. Yeah. And he was just so stoked, yeah. you know? Like, that's just such an amazing moment. Yeah, I think all the diehard church fans were have been waiting for that moment Absolutely. for a long time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, well deserved. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's uh, it's crazy to see that stuff happen, but it's like I said, it's. I mean, Luke's one of the biggest artists on the planet now. And yeah. To be fans of one of the other biggest artists on the planet, yep. you know, it's yeah. just like makes it's almost you, like country music's really cool or something. Yeah, something yeah. like that. I guess yeah. that's. I guess that's happening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but man, I think it, it is. It's community driven. Right. Like, like the songwriting community is big in that, you know, like you had your crew of songwriting buddies that are half of them or most of them are artists now. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. The other ones are all having success in other regions. And yeah, you know, it's, it's cool to have that. It's cool to have so many folks pointing in the same direction. Yeah. You know, working on the same stuff. I think one of the best thing, not, not one of the, probably the most important thing that happened to me or that I did on the way up. And I didn't even know I was doing it at the time was, is coming up with a crew. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was yeah. like, I didn't know it at the time. I didn't know Hardy was going to be the biggest songwriter in the planet. Right. You know, eight <laughs> years ago when we were, you know, writing a song, going to McCabe golf course and yeah. getting drunk and playing golf every yeah. day. It was just yeah. like, you know. Um, we actually, when we had Nate on the show, we talked about the same thing. Yeah. Because Luke came up, he has his crew. Yep. Nate has his crew. And yep. like, yep. Nate, you and your, you yep. and Luke and Hardy, yep. you guys are all overlapping. Yeah. Whatever, but. So it's just, it makes it fun to share the success with your of friends. Of course, man. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, their success is helps you become successful yeah. too. I mean, it's you know what I mean? It's like yeah. It's all it's it's just a cool little community thing. Yeah. And that's like like we said, like your first number one was yeah. in songwriting, a song yep. you didn't cut, but then your first number one that yep. you cut was a that bunch I was of your a buddies. song that I would not have known about right. had I not been buddies with a bunch of different songwriters right. and sharing demos and hanging out at each other's houses and playing songs, you know, and Friday nights. And yeah. I mean, it's just like, yeah, it's, it's just, uh, you don't realize you're doing the co- the right thing in th- at, at the time. Yeah. But I've had other buddies that, you know, maybe didn't take that, uh, as seriously, you know, as like, they just kind of wanted to be the lone wolf and, you know, it takes a village sometimes. It does, it man. Does, it man. definitely does. I'm sure like, even like, Eric Church had his guys like yeah. when oh, he's yeah. come up, and Garth had his guys. Totally. Yeah, totally. And it's and you're one of Garth's guys now. Me and Garth are boys, dude. <laughs> yeah, 
Yes. I text him all the time and he doesn't respond. It's yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that's great. Well, at least Luke responds, you know, maybe. I don't yeah. know. Maybe he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> I texted him on happy yeah. birthday and he didn't respond, but it's okay. Oh, he, he responded when I texted him that. Well, well you got number one, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I will say it was like four days after I texted yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> But man, it's uh, it's so good to get to sit down. I know we've had some some brief conversations yeah, before, man. you know, like at shows and stuff when you're super busy. But it's been great to to hear from you and get a little bit more of your story, dude. Man, it's this is fun, man. I hate we didn't get to do it in the actual green room that time, but what well, sounds way better here with Charlie making us? That's true. <laughs> That's true. And maybe next year, yeah, you know? maybe next year in a green room. Yeah, you know, we'll do another one. Well, we won't have to wait that long, but we don't want to do another podcast, right? You know, soon, yeah, but. that's true. That's we, true. We got to wait till Jama has two more number ones. There so you go. You got to release at least three. Yeah, there you go. I'll one more you. songwriting one and two more artist cut ones. Love that. Yeah. Then I'll go back home. Yeah. It's over. <laughs> and one co-write with Church, and I'm out. Yeah. 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 And we're out. Yeah. <laughs> but man, like I said, thanks so much for jumping over. We're going to say on here that we're going to make you play Rowdy on the Rose so that Let's you have it. to do it. Whether you want to or not. Yeah. I'm in. Sony takeover. Call us. Yeah, call us, Sony. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, man, it's, like I said, it's been great getting to talk to you. Yeah, man. We've been talking for a while and supporting your music since I first heard it, man. Dude, I know. I can't can't thank you enough, man. I appreciate all the support over the last few years. We like the good stuff. Congrats on all your success, dude. This thing's blowing up, man. Sure, sure it is. Yeah. It's awesome. (laughs) Yes, it is. Yes. It's very popular. Yeah. Only, I guess when, once Kurt came on, it started to blow up. That's it, know? man. We got yeah. more content. Yeah, we got the content cult started. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. <laughs> yeah. Well, man, uh, I'm excited to get to see you back out on the road yeah. doing the finger point. <laughs> uh, I got I to I hope I can still do it. You know? I, I hope when I'm in the crowd, I get that finger point. Oh, Just as soon remember. as I see you in a crowd, like, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna. It's gonna be really obnoxious. Like I might just hold the point for like way too long. <laughs> that's. I'm gonna get a finger point pitcher, and that's what we're gonna make as the cover for the podcast. Boom! Sure. I have. I have some. Fixed I'm doing it. it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fixed it. <laughs> but man, uh, it's. If you follow Ray's Rowdy, you probably follow Jamison Rogers. But oh, if shoot, not, man. tell them there. Tell us your handles. Uh, I think just Jameson Rogers. Jameson like the whiskey and Rogers with a D. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, St. Patrick's Day is tomorrow. It is. It is. But not when you guys listen to this because oh, it'll yeah, be in the true. future. But it, it will have been. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When is this coming out? Gosh, who knows, man. Yeah. We're, Never. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to shelf this for like six or seven years. For sure. I, I mean, I definitely get it. Yeah. I, I would. <laughs> I would for sure. We're going to wait for those extra four number ones. Yeah. Know? but man it's been great uh having getting to talk to kurt about you as we had this scheduled you know and then uh getting to hear your your story a little more man oh yeah man thanks for coming over here to the frat home (laughs) thanks for having me brother absolutely man and we're gonna make you play music whether you want to or not let's play one curtis (laughs) Curtis is gonna um, curtis is gonna play one with me i think yeah we are yeah Yeah. let's do it don't mess this up which which one are we gonna play what do y'all want to hear um I think Curtis Curtis planned for missing one. So. Yeah, let's do it. I, I, that one sounds good to me. I I don't have every Eagles record, but every time I hear it, I think about having them all. <laughs> I have greatest hits record. That's all you need. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast and hearing Kurt and me try to talk while we should have made Jameson talk more. <laughs> yeah, right. You're yeah, right. <laughs> but man, we appreciate you guys listening to the podcast. Uh, If you like this, make sure you give us five stars on iTunes. It helps more people learn about us. Guys, like I said, thanks so much for listening to the Ray's Rowdy Podcast. I'm Nikki T. I'm Kurt Ozon. And we'll see you in the front row. I had every Eagles record. Sent a console and a stag. When we split up, she still had Desperado. I never asked for it back So I'm missing one She's the reason that I quit on yeah, She was always on my ass She ain't here to check my jacket pocket I bought a brand new bag Now it's missing one I'm missing one I hate the way it hurts like hell I wanna want somebody 
face like Kentucky They go crazy in her arms Skipping beasts sending thunder through these veins Back when I had a heart Now I'm missing one Yeah, I'm missing one Missing one, missing one, missing one. Oh, I'm missing one, missing one, missing one. 